There is a lot of optimism surrounding the LA Kings with this upcoming season, but are there reasons to be concerned? Is it a given that the Kings are going to be a playoff team? Can all the players last year that had career years repeat those performances? And will the goaltending hold up? I've got three reasons why LA Kings fans might want to be concerned about the upcoming season. Plus, we send out a get well soon to one of the most well-liked members of the Kings family. We've got a Crypto.com Arena renovation update and a quick rival report. All that coming up on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. We ask you to please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. And thank you very much for that. My name is Eddie Garcia. I have worked in sports media for the past 30 years, the past 20 plus years of the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and NHL analyst. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a longtime passionate LA Kings fan. We are 42 days away from the LA Kings season opener, which is October 11th against the Vegas Golden Knights. We are 17 days away from the 2022 rookie faceoff in San Jose, where Kings rookies will be taking part in a three-day event against five other Western Conference opponents. And 29 days away from the Kings preseason opener against the Sharks on September the 28th. Of course, there's a lot of reason to be optimistic about the upcoming season, but we have to talk about things on this show, right? And uh, so one of the re- one of the things I wanted to bring up are what are there concerns for the LA Kings this season? And and look, there's concerns with with every team, right? There there's the unknown. We all think we know what's going to happen, but we don't really know. Uh, how many people thought the Vegas Golden Knights were a lock to win the Pacific Division last year? Uh, I'm raising my hand. Uh, that was me. They didn't even make the playoffs. Uh, of course, injuries are always a concern. It's something that you can never predict. But I think there are some things that even optimistic Kings fans might be concerned about with this LA Kings team for the upcoming season. So I'm going to give you the top three reasons why Kings fans might want to be concerned about the upcoming season. Number three, the Western Conference is really competitive and the Pacific Division probably only going to get three teams in. So the Kings are not in a real comfortable spot necessarily when it comes to automatically making the playoffs. Uh, When you look at the Pacific Division, uh, certainly Colorado, Western Conference, when you look at the Western Conference, Colorado, the defending Stanley Cup champs, got to be at the top of the list. Uh, Then you've got two Pacific Division teams in the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. And so that third spot is probably where the Kings most likely are going to sit. Uh, will a fourth team from the Pacific Division get in? It's possible, but probably not likely. And while the Avalanche and the Oilers and the Flames appear to be going into the season ahead ahead of the Kings, um, there are a lot of other teams that are kind of right there in the mix with the LA Kings. Um, You look at teams like the St. Louis Blues, uh, the Dallas Stars, Nashville Predators. I think the Vancouver Canucks are going to be improved this year. Minnesota Wild might be down from a year ago, but how far down? And the Vegas Golden Knights are, pardon the pun, a wild card uh, because, like I said, they were predicted to be 
the champs of the Pacific last year, and they were so besieged by injuries that they missed the playoffs. So let's just assume they're healthy for this season. They have suffered some big losses already. Max Pacioretty, already, Robert Leonard are gone. So point is, look at the top eight teams in the Western Conference, and where do the Kings fit in there? Maybe about where they were a year ago, kind of in that sixth spot. Um, and so there is very little margin for error for the LA Kings this season. Um, they, you know, any team in, in the group of teams that I just mentioned cannot afford to have any prolonged slumps during the season that happened to Vancouver at the beginning of the year, they ended up firing their coach. They brought Bruce Boudreau in and they took off after that, after, after they made the coaching change, they played playoff level hockey. They were good enough to be in the playoffs. Now they're going to have Bruce Boudreau for the entire season. I think that makes them a player for a playoff spot out of the Pacific. So this idea that because we made it a year ago that we're just automatically going to make it into the playoffs again, I think that's dangerous thinking. I'm not saying the Kings players necessarily believe that. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But it does seem like there's a lot of uh, so-called experts, a lot of fans that are just assuming the Kings are going to be a playoff team because they improved a little bit from last year, getting Kevin Fiala. And hopefully they're a little bit healthier this year. But we'll see. Again, I think it's not necessarily a given that the Kings are automatically a playoff team. Um, and I think it's going to be competitive. I think it's going to be very competitive, uh, especially for that three spot in the Pacific. I think Vancouver could be in the mix. I think Vegas could be in the mix. The Kings right now, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem saying that they should be that third place team, but it's not going to be a given. Like I said, I think the Western Conference is very competitive. I don't feel great about the Pacific getting more than three teams in. And if you think Edmonton and Calgary are definitely better than the Kings, that slots the Kings in that third spot and pretty much nowhere else. So it is going to be uh, a challenge, I think, for the Kings to repeat what they did a year ago and get into the playoffs. Because again, my number three reason to be concerned, the Western Conference is very competitive. Number two, we had a lot of players last year have career years. If you want to be pessimistic, you could say we had a lot of players overachieve. I'm not sure if that's the right word or not. Maybe a little bit of semantics there, but there's no question that a lot of very important players for the LA Kings had not only career years, but markedly better career years than what their previous NHL high was. And we'll start with the guy that a lot of people are very excited about, and that is top-line forward Kevin Fiala coming over from the Minnesota Wild. Uh, last year, he had 10 more goals than his previous career high, 21 more assists than his previous career high, 31 more points than his previous career high. Now he's coming to a new team, playing with new line mates, and I think it's reasonable to assume that there's going to be a certain period of adjustment uh, to to develop some chemistry with Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe, if that is where he slots, where it, it, we believe he will. Uh, so maybe that in and of itself prevents Kevin Fiala from achieving the numbers that he did a year ago. Speaking of Adrian Kempe, 19 more goals last year than his previous career high. That is a huge, huge jump. Uh, 17 more points overall than his previous career high. Now, a lot of us think that this is the Adrian Kempe we've all been waiting for, but what if it isn't? What if it was uh, a a just a huge year for him, and he now kind of comes back a little bit to where his previous career averages were? Philip Deneau 
had 14 more goals last season than his previous career high. Uh, you know, coming over from Montreal, uh, when I asked people, tell me about Philip Deneau, they said, great defensively, good face-off guy, great team guy. Uh, he can set up other players, but he's not going to score much. Well, he, he did score significantly, um, but a lot, a lot bigger numbers than we expected in the goal scoring department from Philip Deneau last year. Can he do it again? Trevor Moore had seven more goals, 18 more assists, and 25 more points than his previous career high. Now, to his credit, he got a lot more playing time and a lot more significant playing time on the second line than he ever has in his career. So that could account for the jump in numbers. But again, these guys all have to do it again to prove that last year wasn't a fluke, that last year wasn't just a standout career year, that these numbers are the numbers they're going to put up consistently going forward. And that's, I think, a level of concern uh, to see if they can do it again. Uh, You know, these are all very important players. I just named four players out of the top six forwards for the LA Kings. Uh, and, And this is an offensively challenged LA Kings team. You know, we don't score a lot of goals. So we need these guys to have similar numbers than they had a year ago. If we're going to achieve what we achieved a year ago, which was getting into the playoffs as the third seed in the Pacific Division. Can they all do it? That is a, uh, I think that's a concern for LA Kings fans going forward. I think the number one concern, though, for Kings fans should be what's going on in net. Jonathan Quick is another year older. He's now 36 years old. It's not ancient, but it is aging. Last year was his best season in five years in goals against average and in save percentage. Can he duplicate that? Uh, Quick has been a very special goaltender because of his athleticism, because of the way he moves, because of going post to post, quickness, things like that. All things that can deteriorate uh, as you get older. So I'm not saying he isn't technically sound. I'm not saying he isn't a smart goaltender as far as his positioning. But again, what made what has made Jonathan Quick special throughout his career is his athleticism. And like I said, that does erode as time goes on. Also, uh, Jonathan Quick is in the final year of his 10-year contract. And is that going to be a distraction? Uh, if he doesn't play well, is his decision whether to retire or not at the end of the year is something that creeps into his mind. Now, playing the goaltender position, you have to be mentally strong. And I think Jonathan Quick is a very mentally strong guy, but he's he's going to be asking questions and be asked questions by the media uh, that he's never been asked before uh, as he goes into his final year. Is he going to do the Dustin Brown? Is he going to follow in Brownie's footsteps and decide after 10 years and two Stanley Cups and a a career as the best goaltender in the history of the Los Angeles Kings. Is it time to move on? Uh, I don't know, but those are things that could be a concern for Jonathan Quick as the season goes along, depending on how he plays. Um, Is he going to force himself to consider whether this is the end of his career or maybe the end of his time with the LA Kings? Cal Peterson still has not established himself as a legitimate number one goaltender going into his third full NHL season now. His three-year contract extension kicks in this season. Uh, The expectations are higher for him than they have ever been before because he's now making $5 million a year, which is a lot of money if you're only a backup goaltender. If you're a starting goaltender, um, you know, kind of starting your reign as a number one goalie, then that's a reasonable amount of money to make. But 
Uh, Cal Peterson has a lot to prove. Is this finally going to be the year that he asserts himself and claims that number one job? He had an 895 state percentage last season. That ranked 46th in the NHL. Uh, that was behind goaltenders like Kirill Vilmilka in Arizona, Dustin Tokarski in Buffalo, and former King Martin Jones in Philadelphia. That's not going to get it done. That's He's got to be better than that uh, with his numbers in the state percentage department. Uh, and, you know, the Kings expected Cal to make the jump a year ago to be the number one goaltender. That didn't happen. Uh, now that the money and the contract has kicked in, I would only expect the pressure of that to go up to another level. So we shall see how it goes in net for the LA Kings. I think the the uncertainty in net, if Jonathan Quick, another year older, can repeat the uh, bump in production and, and the bump in numbers he had a year ago, when we haven't seen that in a while, can he do it again? Or can Cal Peterson finally turn into the number one goalie that the Kings hoped they were signing up for when they invested that three-year extension in him at $5 million per season. Those are all, I think, legitimate questions that Kings fans will be asking themselves going into this season and and areas of concern uh, for the Los Angeles Kings going into this coming season. Now, am I being a bit of a devil's advocate in bringing up some of these points? Yeah, a little bit, because again, we're we're having we're just discussion. We're, we're we're having a discussion. We're having things to talk about, and when you think about what are some of the concerns for the Kings, this would be my top three as an LA Kings fan. Uh, we'll see what these answers are going forward. Obviously, how these three levels of concern, how these three questions are answered going forward, will determine a lot in how well the Kings do this year, and if they are in fact going to be uh, not only a playoff team again, but a team that can advance out of the first round in the playoffs. I want to give a get well soon to one of the most liked members of the Kings family in a moment. Uh, also some other news and notes to pass along. But first, you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks and a few become a few too many. As the evening goes along, you start to head out and think that uh, you might call for a ride. But eh, you, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even if you do, what's the worst that could happen? You could get your insurance going up, uh, lose your license. You could lose your job. You could kill someone everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk the results are often tragic and deadly however that still does not stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence that's why police are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives so if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks think again play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride it only takes one mistake to change your life or the life of someone else forever drive sober or get pulled over Want to give a get well soon to former LA Kings player and longtime TV analyst Jim Fox. If you follow him on Twitter at JimFox19, it was a bit startling to see a picture of him in a hospital bed uh, with uh, all kinds of uh, things hooked up to his leg. Uh, turns out Foxy had a left knee replacement, uh, apparently is doing well. And uh, so hopefully he'll be uh, up and running and uh, well, maybe not running, but up and around and about and moving uh, like he's going to need to do to uh, to cover the LA Kings this year. Long, long time TV analyst. As long as I've been a fan of the Kings, Jim Fox has been the TV analyst for the Kings and uh, a guy that I've met and a guy that I've talked to and a guy that I hope to talk to again in the very near future, uh, along with you here on Locked on LA Kings. Uh, he is truly one of the nicest guys around. I think he does a great job. I think we're lucky to have him as LA Kings fans. But uh, yeah, I did see that on Twitter. And uh, best wishes go out to Jim Fox, the 
uh, very well-respected longtime television analyst for the LA Kings. I saw John Hoven of Mayor's Manor um, tweet out a picture uh, that at least one of the new video boards in the upgraded crypto.com arena have been put up. Um, there has always been kind of a blank area up in the, uh, the 300 sections uh, in the corners. And uh, because they're doing all of these multi-million dollar renovations at crypto.com, I'm sure someone said, hmm, what are some of the things we can do to improve? And and they probably said, well, what can we do, what can we do with that space up there in the corner uh, of the arena? It seems kind of empty up there. You know, it's kind of off to the uh, side of where the, the, the jerseys for the LA Lakers are retired. And so they put video boards up there. Um, and uh, I think that's going to be very cool. I know we've got the, the, the giant scoreboard over the ice surface, but uh, putting up some other video boards for, for whatever else they want to use them for is, uh, is I think a good idea. And uh, so those, at least one of those video boards is up. Uh, if you want to check that out, go to Mayor's Manor uh, on Twitter. Uh, I did retweet it uh, on our Twitter account, which is at locked on LA Kings. If you want to see that it's those video boards, it's up in the corner above in the three section area. We do have a rain report courtesy of LA Kings insider, Zach Dooley, who reports that the Ontario rain have signed a pair of defensemen. They are Tyler Imamoto and Christian Kasaskatul. Uh, they both get one year deals. I'm sure I pronounced that last name by the way, correctly. Uh, uh, as far as the players, uh, Imamoto is a 23 year old. Uh, he played two games with the Ontario rain last season after a five-year career at the university of Wisconsin Again, Tyler Imamoto and Christian Kasastul, uh, he's from Norway, and I apologize, Christian, if I have butchered your name. He had 25 games with the rain this past season with a goal and eight points after coming over after playing professionally in Sweden for a couple of seasons. So that's just a reminder that this is locked on LA Kings, but we are going to check in from time to time on the Kings AHL affiliate, the Ontario Rain, because the future of the LA Kings are playing there for the most part. And uh, if anybody gets injured and we got to call players up, then obviously those guys are going to be the guys to fill in, as we saw last year with guys like Sean Dersey and and Jordan Spence. So, um, yeah, from time to time during the season, we're for sure going to check in on the Ontario Reign, uh, see how they're doing, if there's any major news to report, injuries, things like that. We hate to report on that. But if that happens, uh, then we will make sure we do that here on Locked on LA Kings. Just a reminder that the Locked On NHL podcast has you covered for all of your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel. Breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. So we have a little bit of a rival report. Um, it was interesting to see two Pacific Division teams strike a deal with each other. Uh, on Monday, the Vegas Golden Knights, who are looking for some goalie depth, picked up Netminder Aiden Hill from the San Jose Sharks for a fourth-round pick in 2024. Hill appeared in 25 games as a Shark last season. He went 10-11-1, 2.66 goals against the average, and a 900 save percentage in his career, which began in Arizona. He has a 29-32-5 record, 2.74 goals against the average, and a 908 save percentage. That in 74 games. The Sharks still have uh, James Reimer and Capo Kakinen as their two options in net. For this upcoming season and uh, if you if you don't know i kind of mentioned it earlier but the vegas golden knights have been hit hard by injuries their number one goaltender robin leonard is out for the season uh their number two uh goaltender who has the most nhl games under his belt is a guy named laurent brassois 
and he is coming off hip surgery as well. Robin Leonard is having double hip surgery or he's had it. Um, and obviously I, I believe that's something that they don't do at the same time. They do one and then they do the other. Uh, but Laurent Brassois also the guy who they're expected to probably be the number one goalie is going to share time in net with a guy named Logan Thompson, who played at the end of last year for Vegas. Uh, but they're looking for some depth in case Laurent Brassois is not ready for the start of the season. Uh, and they got to go with Logan Thompson. They also have um, is it Michael Hutchinson in their system as well. And now they've added Aiden Hill, another guy who's who's been around. But it is always interesting to see uh, two Pacific Division teams uh, make a deal with each other. It doesn't happen too often, uh, it seems. Um, but uh, Vegas and San Jose uh, hooking up to make a trade just the other day. So that's going to do it. For today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, I want to remind you to keep up to date with the show and what's going on with the LA Kings. Please follow us on Twitter. We are at Locked on LA Kings. If you would like to send me an email to share, share your thoughts on anything that's going on with the LA Kings, the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Every Friday, we have an email segment, uh, our mailbag that we reach into and read uh, listener comments. and. Uh, or questions or whatever it is um, talked about on Monday's show about rem- remembering the Kings 2012 Stanley cup championship, the first Stanley cup title in the history of the LA Kings. If you have any thoughts on that to share, uh, certainly send an email, anything on what I talked about today, as far as the concerns regarding the LA Kings and anything else coming up uh, in the rest of the week. Tomorrow we're going to talk, we're going to be more positive. We're going to talk about three reasons why LA Kings should be optimistic about the upcoming season, but that's coming up on tomorrow's show. Again, uh, thanks for making LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. And you may have saw this uh, on Twitter. I retweeted it, but I recently joined the Locked on NHL podcast to talk about the LA Kings. Um, So if you're interested in in hearing that, uh, you can uh, check it out on Twitter or on the Locked On NHL podcast as well. As always, thank you very much for spending some time with me. Um, Thank you for supporting and watching Locked On LA Kings, both the podcast and the YouTube channel. My name is Eddie Garcia. Thanks again. And uh, always, we remind you as we close out the show, go Kings go.